0: Very Honored Frater B.T.'s Esoterra Nerd Podcast, Episode 82, in which Ella Jensen and I interview Lon Milo Duquette. But first... (laughs) Continuing the segment in which I recite the poetry of Paul Foster Case... Very Honored Frater P. From the Book of Tokens, this is The Meditation on Gimel. Thou hast seen, O Israel, how for the sake of creation the one life that I am seemeth to divide itself, becoming two. Of these two I have made known to thee my superior nature, the crown of primal will, wherein I have my supreme abode. Hearken now, while I expound the mystery of mine inferior nature, which standeth in the tree of life as the sephira of wisdom. Forget not that these two, though they be named superior and inferior, are in truth of equal rank. As it is written, that which is below is as that which is above, and that which is above is as that which is below. Be thou not led astray by their false doctrine, who ascribe to the inferior nature somewhat less of power and worth than inheriteth the superior. The two are as the pans of balance. Each hath its own peculiar quality. Each hath its appointed sphere of operation. One cometh not before the other, but together they exist from everlasting to everlasting. Mine inferior nature is the universal substance, the divine mirror, wherein I, who dwell at the heart of all things, am reflected to myself. To the uninstructed, therefore, who mistake the reflection for that which is reflected, my secondary nature seemeth to be more interior than the primal will. This error, may be likened to the illusion which ariseth when one seeth a room reflected in a glass, and thinketh he seeth the room itself. For though what presenteth itself in the mirror of wisdom is internal, the medium of reflection hath its place in the without, in the realm of secondary and created things. As the substance Whence all forms arise, the vehicle of my divine essence, mine inferior nature, is to the superior, as is passive to active, as woman, to man, as Eve, to Adam. Yet to every light of emanation, proceeding from it on the tree of life, doth this same wisdom stand as root and source. Hence in the scripture is wisdom spoken of as a woman, and when it is said, Wisdom hath builded her a house. But elsewhere to this same wisdom the wise assign the title Ab, the Father. Never is the heavenly wisdom known as Mother for she is the virgin substance of all things, whose purity naught can defile. Remember now that I myself am the pure knowing whence all manifestation ariseth. Recall to mind that my superior nature is the primal will, the eternal watcher under whose regard the stream of creation floweth. The substance of the stream is the inferior nature, wherein I see innumerable images of myself. These be all things and creatures, great and small. Whatever existeth is as a ripple on the surface of the stream, but all are of the one substance. Thus all share in the peculiar quality of the stream itself, which is the mirror of myself to myself, the root of all remembrance. Creation is the record of mine ever-changing manifestation. All things bear the imprint of the history of the universe. Nothing of mine activity escapeth this record. In it do men share, because they too are parts of the stream of mine inferior nature. Thus are they partakers in my perfect recollection, which is the source of all memories, and the root of all the wisdom of mankind. All wisdom, therefore, is summed up in knowledge of me. To gain this is the aim of all research, of all works, of all devotion. From knowledge of me cometh the lesser knowledge of the things which I have brought forth. Of no avail is this lesser knowledge unless it be founded upon the knowledge of my superior and inferior natures. Hence it is written, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, and thy days shall be long. To keep me in vivid remembrance is to unite thyself to the subtle principle of life eternal. Mine inferior nature is the bond of union between Myself and all created things. Hence it is likened to Gimel, the camel, which bringeth a man safe through desert wastes from city to city. Again it is likened to Gimel, because the camel beareth rich and costly merchandise, and again for that the camel betokeneth travel and communication, being thus a symbol of change, and of the flux and mingling of ideas. Born upon the stream of memory, happy is he who bestrideth this camel of mine inferior nature, which bringeth them who learn the secret of its mastery unto me, their lord, a task most difficult and laborious, is the conquest of the power of recollection. Strength and courage and patience must they have who would gain this victory. But these shall be as kings and princes in this world, and even as gods in the world to come. Our guest tonight needs very little introduction, prolific author, musician. Tonight we'll be talking to him about Alistair Crowley, Thelema, Ordo Templi Orientis, Ecclesia Gnostica Catholica, Golden Dawn, the Goat of Mendes, Paul Foster Case, and a number of other subjects. But first, let's bring in our co-host, Ella Jensen. welcome back to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Cool. This is your first time as co-host. Yes. Gosh. It's wonderful to have you as co-host.
1: It's wonderful to be a co-host. Yay! Do I get a badge? Uh,
0: sure. I'll have to make one up on the computer, but uh, <laughs> I'll have to work out how to uh, which picture of lawn and which picture of you to use, and I'll make you know. I'll do some something. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know me.
1: I know you. <laughs> so how have you been? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Um, you were in the States, but I missed you because you were far away. No, I wasn't that far away. But you know, the fun thing is that my sister was in California uh-huh. while I was in the States. And I was like, look, I've got all these cool friends on the West Coast you should go see. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not going to see any of your hippie weirdo friends. <laughs> And what does she do? She goes to Joshua Tree, she goes to Sandy, she goes surfing, oh, hiking. I'm yeah. like, you're more hippie than all of them put together. Yeah,
0: I love Joshua Tree. I, I do love California, yeah. I have to admit. But you were way over, I mean, in European, like, distances, you were like six countries away. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah.
1: Minnesota was awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, that's where you were.
1: It was cool. It was. I, it was the best introduction to the U.S. I could have ever had. And what was that event you were at? It was um, Women of uh, Force and Fire. So it was an OTO uh, women's conference, or, and and it was really, really good. It was all about getting the feminine in Thelema and getting together and talking about important things like gender and uh, occult in, in aspects to feminism. And, yeah, it was it was really, really good. I had an awesome time, and Stooping Starlight was there representing so yeah, very really cool.
0: Good. Now, for those who are just tuning in, who aren't familiar, stooping starlight. Now, first of all, that's a reference to something, isn't it? An illusion.
1: Yeah. So, so the reference is to a, a, a part of the book of the law, and it's um, let me just get my book out. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's it's talking about you know uh, about Nuit mm. and uh, and how she's um, what she is in 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 regards to Hadit. So. Mm-hmm. So Hadith is the secret center. Okay. Uh, and and um, Nuit is the sort of all, um, all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh,
0: So when Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about identifying with the stardust within him yeah. and looking out at the whole universe and all the, all the galaxies and even the, maybe the multiverse and feeling mm-hmm. like, like it's within him, then he's mm. kind of tapping into the same kind of gnosis perhaps that uh Rose yeah. Kelly was tapping into in Egypt. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So so what what it, it's from book one, or the first book of, of the law, which is the Nuit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: and, and then the um, now the
0: third part's the one with the pecking the eyes of Jesus that everybody Yeah,
1: yeah um, that's the that's the wrong thing. <laughs> but so yeah. we have the Nuit... We have the, which is all about. And it's really funny because we're coming up to tomorrow and, and the, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, the celebration of the three days of the writing of the Book of the Law. Mm. And each day is sort of, um, you know, dedicated to one book because one of the books was written, they were written on three mm. consecutive days. Uh, and tomorrow is actually New York Day. Uh, so the, so the verse that stooping starlight is um, is alluding to is uh, 16 in, in Libra al uh, book 1 verse 16 for he is ever a sun and she a moon but to him is the winged secret flame so the this inner microcosm and to her the stooping starlight mm. and so she's the all encompassing macrocosm
0: so your podcast is called stooping starlight for people who don't know who are just tuning in because they're like "long what"
1: Well stoopy starlight is a a, a podcast about uh, it's, it's specific, mm-hmm. uh and it 's the specific and it's it 's aimed at Thelemites firstly and occultists secondly i guess mm-hmm. but it 's all about how how we bring out the in what is quite a solar phallic focused community how we bring out this this duality that is actually present very much in 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 thelemic uh ithlemic uh, uh, cosmology basically it's right. it's not just about the big big poking stick and the sun it's also about you know about Moon. what the poking stick goes into right. which is you know the sky and the and it, the feminine qualities and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're all about um uh, women as such
0: right. it's not like a dynamic feminism like women no. over men I no, mean, no, no, no. Because people might and, interpret and it that way. Because men aren't allowed on your podcast. What's this now? Is that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's somewhat... reverse
0: sexism. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's because I'm. I'm also. I mean, I'm from Sweden, and mm-hmm. we're quite radical over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but my idea was that we have lots of podcasts with dudes, right. and that's great. I love that. I love the whole promulgation thing and that we're getting thelema out there and blah 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 yeah but we don't we don't publish enough women we don't hear enough women yeah because women don't take up space because we are you know culturally conditioned to be nice quiet goddesses that sit at home and do embroidery right um, Make
0: statues of them but you know definitely you go in an insane asylum because you're a new model audrey Munson. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so
1: um so we wanted. to to bring Selimic women out of the cupboard, basically. And, and, and by doing that, it's not that we don't like men. We love men and we want men to comment and listen. And, but we, we want to create a space where only women. And it's called, in feminist terms, it's called a safe space. Mm. Uh, and and it, that's what we wanted to create. Um, and, and we've succeeded so far, I think. And, and we've also managed to then get out some quite cool... Uh, old, like, material of women in the OGO that probably wouldn't have come out otherwise. Like I we heard a had... bit of
0: one. I have to admit I spaced out halfway through, but I, I, I want to <laughs> revisit that. Um, the one with an older recording that, that you
1: guys yeah, were it was presenting. Yeah, exactly, and it's Sora Moral, who was um, a direct student uh, uh, under... Um, um, well, basically, we have um, Jane Wolfe, was a student under Alistair Crowley in mm. and, in mm-hmm. uh, and she moved to California and she met all these uh, these people um at the first Agape lodge which was the first OTO lodge yeah. in, in California and and Sora Morale was one of the members and she was one of the founding members of the new sort of OTO movement in the 70s together mm. with Hamania's uh Alpha and so um but she's kind of third degree removed from 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 Crowley you know right um in the AA, for example, so and, and should so. more,
0: people should be aware of her.
1: Exactly. And people are aware of her. It's just that we, just we <laughs> got <some different laughs> yeah. material right. and, and that, that we, we, you know, we needed to get out and get people to hear. And that wouldn't have happened. I don't think if it hadn't been for a podcast saying, we only publish stuff by women. Right. And then a, a, a woman who, who was, who knew, um, this morale, she, um, she messaged us saying, oh, I really want uh, – your podcast would be excellent to put this material out. How and it was cool. the last interview with uh, Sora Morale before she died. And yeah, um, so, that, so that's what Stepping Starlet is all about, getting female voices out into the ether and, and making sure that we um, we highlight them.
0: <laughs> well, it's an honor having you um, co-hosting on the esoteric Nerd as well.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Thank you and, so and I like listening to your podcast. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. Well, it looks like our guest is ready to come in, so let's get to that interview, shall we? Hello, can you hear me? Greetings, Spratter. Welcome back to the Esoteric Nerd Podcast.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, You're coming through loud and clear. Long, this is Uh. Ella. Hello, Ella. Hi. 93
0: how are you
1: i'm very good thank you
0: now oh just real quick ella we call you ella but what's your real name ingela thank you i was wondering what that was i'm gonna try to memorize that so um salon how have you been it's been a little while
2: oh i've been okay i've been uh pretty busy for someone who feels like i'm not doing anything (laughs) very cool Uh, yeah last year i uh between December and December, I went to China five times.
0: Wow. How cool. Which city this time? Uh,
2: This time, all, all in Beijing. Oh, wow. I, um, I gave uh, an an ongoing uh, uh, Kabbalah, uh, I guess, an ongoing Kabbalah, a little initiatory uh, uh, order. And I uh, did a three-degree thing and did it in four parts. And uh, oh, cool! Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun.
0: I, and one uh, of your students is a, I guess, a model, or she's she does a lot of uh, Western esoteric style photography, and uh, it's very glamorous. Have you seen those with the different tarot and crystal balls and things?
2: Uh, I don't know if I've seen her work, but I, I think she did. came to your
0: to your Shanghai workshop though.
2: Okay. Uh, and there's uh no, there's they are almost all all women. And uh which just breaks my heart terribly, of course. And uh, <laughs> no, but but uh, no one of, uh I know one of my uh uh Beijing uh, students or class members is a fashion model and, and oh. um very tall and statuesque. That made, and, might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it it might. <laughs> and uh, but you know, what's important is she's a damn good cabalist. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, how
1: good
2: cool. M- Maybe
1: we it. could like do an amalgamation so that we can get all those like Chinese sisters over to to Europe. To you know. I'm sure they would love to do it. I'm absolutely
2: sure they would love to do it. Well, I bet uh, they're all
0: going to be subscribing to Stooping Starlight after they hear this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been doing that, and I've got a lot of writing uh, uh, projects uh, that I'm currently way behind on. Mm-hmm. But um,
0: I really loved your Ganesh work that Monday. Oh very good. That was very beautiful and I brought a statue and consecrated it. Now I have a a more sizable Ganesh shrine. That oh uh, been all right. To. Yeah, thank you so much for that.
2: Oh you bet. Isn't he he's just such a such a comforting deity. Yeah. If if you're, you're going that's to thro- throw the 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 entire potential power of godhead into one image. That's a pretty cool one. It is.
1: I actually have a bone to pick with Ganesh. What's that? Uh, well, well, it was after I attended uh, this. This is many years ago, and it was when I first encountered Lon, actually, mm-hmm. uh, in Norway. And and we we had this song about Ganesh that I think goes along the tune of "Pop Goes the Weasel." Yes. Yeah, yeah. and that was stuck in my head the whole <laughs> nine hours.
0: That's the bone. We did that at uh, we did that that Monday too. Ganesh, 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 Ganesh.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and 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 the train was delayed by like five hours, and we had to go on like alternative. But by the end of it, I was really pissed off with Ganesh. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: Oh, you know. Well,
2: my work is done.
0: I like that you said, now whenever I see the uh, Freemason symbol, I think of Ganesh when I see that G.
2: Yes, yes.
0: So, Ella, you wanted to pick Lon's brain. I remember the last time you and I spoke, you said off the record, and I can cut this out if you want. um, (laughs) You said off the record that that Lon's approach toward OTO is not everyone's approach toward it, and you would like Mm. to pick his brain because you thought that he mm. had some ideas that you thought should be heard in about particular things. And I'm totally ignorant about all of this. And so, but that was my reason for having you on as co-host today. Aha.
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I, I think it's not that, that Lon has a extremely different way of approaching, but I, but I I think um, there's a very, there's this very easy sort of non nonsensical way that, that, that we approach the lima, I think, and and it's um, it's this joyful way of approaching it, rather than this very like
0: Heavy, very serious.
1: stern look at my wand kind of thing. That's cool. <laughs> I found out that doesn't work. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I think I, I yeah, get
2: um, a response from that. So. <laughs> Yeah.
1: But I'm I mean I'm I'm a I'm a younger generation, I guess. I, I joined in two thousand and now I'm all, okay, okay, I'm old as the street now compared to some of the <laughs> new people. Yeah. Uh but um but there's this kind of like um for me there's a big uh, call out for us to kind of reconnect with the with the people who were first active and you know first joined this, this, this new movement and, and, and that, um, the alpha and saw so morale, et cetera, kicked off. And I think we, um, what, what I get from, from Yulon is that there's, is a lot of, um, a lot of activity, which I don't see from many other of the, um, you can't see my fingers doing the, 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 the thingy <laughs> older members, um, what do you, what do you think about that what do you think about like the because obviously it's degree related et cetera, but do you think that we uh do, do you feel you have a different attitude towards that do you understand what i mean oh yeah uh, uh,
2: yeah i understand what you mean uh, it, it's probably more accurate to say that that uh uh whatever my attitude is uh is 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 my attitude and if any mm. uh if anything is different it's everybody else's attitude <laughs> everybody has their own
0: attitude do what thou wilt not what uh, lawn will yeah
2: yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but but uh maybe uh if i'm reading this right um uh, uh i am sort of uh uh, it seems like i take things uh, uh lightly i like to have fun i like to giggle i like to take a uh a very uh lighthearted uh, uh approach to things and my style isn't uh, that of a of a, you know uh serious uh, focused uh uh a magician and uh it, and it's not that i don't take myself seriously i just take myself the only way that i can uh uh take myself and, and i think it's it's more than style uh, uh magic is a is a very dramatic and demonstrative art form and the 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 trappings of ma- uh, magic uh, uh you know robes and and uh with wands and swords and, and, and diagrams and stuff like that yeah. is really cool and it is part of the the art form mm. uh and that's the part that it attracts uh people to magic because they resonate mm. uh to that uh the, that aspect of a, of an art form, but uh, it would be like uh, uh, if you would crystallize your idea of what magic should be like, uh, and focus that crystallized idea on the the the, the trappings. Uh, it'd be it'd be the same as you getting all hung up on the particular kind of oil paint that picasso was using and the particular kind of uh, uh canvas or medium that he was putting the 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 paint on and completely missing the the point of the art that we, he was splashing uh, mm. across that it, it'd be like focusing on the on the 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 tools instead of what the
0: tools were creating. I yeah. use the same brand of paint that Moyna Mathers used on my tools. <laughs> <laughs> <With, laughs> Windsor Newton, baby.
2: <laughs> That's right. And all of those uh, those things in seven seven seven, those columns in seven seven seven, identifying the color scales mm-hmm. are are from that particular brand of uh, watercolors. Actually. Yep. And, yep. Yeah. Exactly so so anyway uh, yeah, yeah. i i i'm not saying that there there aren't magicians who uh their their knowledge and their prowess and their uh experience uh doesn't justify uh making them uh appear to be stuffy assholes right <laughs> It's like done the
0: opposite of what it's supposed to do. Okay. Well, the 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 thing is, uh, the, the, they
2: the, they can be totally one hundred percent legitimate in in uh, taking taking that posture. I can't right. I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. But but what I what I uh, do think everybody should avoid is instantly thinking that acting like a pompous asshole is making you a magician. Right. And. Uh, uh just like in 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 magic and just like in filima we we can't uh uh put it uh, su- such a, such a universal uh, uh, concept of personal liberation and putting it into yeah. a specific political uh, box or putting it into a specific uh uh religious form Sounds a bit like uh, Constantinian Christianity. Well, the, the thing, people are inclined to do that. Yeah. And and uh, uh, immediately, what, uh, whatever it was that the uh, first century uh, mystics that were really uh, popping their chakras off with this new Christian movement uh, got the whole thing hijacked uh, yeah. by somebody, uh, a pompous asshole. All right. Uh, can I say that? Sorry to break in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to break in because I need to go and cut up an apple for a three-year-old who won't. Certainly. Now there's your magic.
3: I, I, I like the uh, – look good. at the
2: power. Look at the power of a three-year-old yeah. to, <laughs> to be able to wield such power. Oh, a...
0: Yeah, he's famous. He doesn't even know it.
2: But anyway, so <laughs> I, I'm not a – I'm not uh, – uh i i don't cr- criticize the more uh, right. uh pompous uh uh kind of uh, uh magicians because I, I can i can see that, that many of them really deserve every ounce of their pomposity yeah. but uh uh i'm just not uh, that kind of uh uh character in this incarnation
0: yeah that makes sense
2: now where are where are you lo- located? I'm in you know.
0: Highland Park, um, so I can drive to you. It's just a bit of a drive. Well, a- why
2: don't you? Why don't you ever come to Monday night class? I did
0: uh, to the Ganesh one. I, and I, I,
2: I will again. That's the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, I, I, I will again
0: for sure. I, um, you know, I, uh, I spent a lot of years, 18, in a very demanding uh, traditional Golden Dawn style temple. Um, uh huh. So I. Uh, I had to go through a few years of being very phobic about getting involved with anything else that remotely resembled that. And uh, uh-huh. so I dove okay. into the yoga community, and then when I found little yoga cults, I'd be phobic about them. So I'm, just, I'm going through kind of a healing process, so it's, it's nothing personal. But I, I mean, I would love to come to your Monday night classes, and probably will more often down the road. I just generally um, am aloof and detached and distant from, from things. Uh, yeah, I like to keep my own space. 'Cause I uh, all right, I all didn't right. for so long. <laughs> You've heard of oh, right.
2: Oh god.
0: Yeah, I was his like right hand guy for a number of years. Oh, was god kind of do that. sickening in the gut. So I, all of this is my karmic uh retribution. I'm uh doing my best to uh to do good for the community.
2: Good for you. Good for you, <laughs> things like that. They 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 leave a lot of uh uh and here's another thing you know the, uh, you never know what uh, super cool stuff uh will come out of such crap yeah uh, uh, when people are you know ask me uh, whether or not they should align with one one school of thought or one particular uh you know branch of a of uh magical uh Society or order, yeah. or, or or another, uh, you know. I have my personal opinion of of you know who's a crook and who's a, uh, uh, or might even be dangerous, you know. Yeah. But yeah. but by the same token, it's not it's not the the cult leader. It's the teachings. It's the, it's the it's the, the practice. Uh, it's you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're either going to be a, a, a magician or you're not. So the the if uh, you know, like, there's this this story of the the. I guess it's the rites of Mendes. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows whether this happened or not? I think it was Eliphas Levy tells the story someplace. Where there was the the Egyptian mystery school of mendes uh, uh whence we get the the figure of the goat of mendes mm. uh, and uh, uh, but it was like a a branch or a hybrid of the uh, icy Ian mysteries and uh it was very prestigious and everybody in town wanted to to be an initiate of this thing it was very, very they're very snooty and very elite and it was a very cool thing and people that that uh, were great initiates of them could you know uh, uh figure out how to program their vcr's and mosquitoes wouldn't bite them and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh uh and so, uh, politicians and great leaders all—they all wanted to be an initiate of the rights of Mendes, but you couldn't ask to—you mm-hmm. uh, uh, couldn't apply. That would immediately disqualify you if right. if you a- ask some. And nobody actually knew who was a member and who uh, who wasn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so the. They ask you, and they only ask you after they watched you for about five years and subtly tested you. And uh, I don't know what they did to test you. They maybe, you know, uh, uh, tied a string to a wallet and threw it out in front of you to see if you were honest or something. You know, yeah, stuff stuff like that. And finally, after five years, just out of the blue, you get this note that says, appear at the Temple of Mendes at uh, a Wednesday at 7 o'clock. You know or so, mm. something like that, and you go, "Ah, yes, I'm getting it right <laughs> you know, and um so you show up on Wednesday night at seven o'clock, and they blindfold you and they uh uh make you leap through fire and swim through water and you know leap through the air and bury you in Earth, and and, uh, they put you through all sorts of wild ordeals and blindfold you and then take you into this big temple, and uh, they make you take this hideous, hideous oath that you'll never reveal what you see, and this is, uh, or uh, names of any of the members, you'll never do any of this kind of stuff ever, ever, and if you do... They're going to rip your pee-pee off and <laughs> shove it in your ear. And your family's going to go broke, And uh, this ho- horrible, horrible stuff. And, and and it, it, you know, of course, the initiate is scared to death and going, what the, I don't know what I, well, who the, what the hell?
1: I didn't sign the paper.
2: Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> And then they then they say, uh, uh, and now you will seal this terrible oath with your lips upon the. And then they rip the blindfold off you, and you're looking at the south end of a goat facing north. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to kiss the anus of a goat, and this is where the goat of Mendes thing comes from. And then you look around, and you're in this great big room, and everybody is dressed up in like the equivalent of of uh, uh, a satanic, evil, black cult of some kind. And I and I think it was the uh, uh, actually, or at least Levy's story was that it was a, a cult of of uh set or apophis, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so in other words it was just they they're dressed up like just the opposite of what you thought you were joining. Hmm. And and you and like they're in snake costumes or crocodile yeah. heads. You are expecting angels and and uh, solar things. Mm-hmm. And you look around and you realize that you've just taken an oath to just the opposite of what you thought you were you were joining Hmm. and you not only that but you were going to have to kiss this obscene uh, goat butt right in front of you and the the situation was that the cosmos has conspired to take you as A sincere seeker thinking that you are actually taking the next step in your self evolution, the next step in your awakening. You came in there, you did all of these ordeals thinking that you were just getting ready to awaken.
0: Yeah.
2: And you either had to make the decision where you said to yourself, well, I'm going to make that move no matter what my circumstances are. Can you see how that was in a, a, like a mini abyss crossing? Yeah. That you, you said, well, this isn't what I expected, but I'm going to make it what it needs to be. Hmm. Okay. And then you lean forward, the candidate leans forward to kiss the butt. and He said, "I well, I know it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to make it what I what it needs to be for me." <laughs> and then of course, uh, you know, the they find out that it's just not real. A real goat, it's uh it's like a stuffed goat and it the goat is actually stuffed with the pristine little uh Virgin of uh, of the cult of Mendes, and you plant your lips on her little cherry lips, and and uh, everybody unzips their snake suits and goes, ah,
0: that's what that Betty Boop cartoon was based on. (laughs) Want to be a member? Want (laughs) to (laughs) be?
2: That's exactly what that Betty Boop. That's exactly what that yeah. And um they go surprise Happy birthday to you. <laughs> they're all Betty Boop.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're all Betty Boop. Yeah. Uh, nice, like you in uh, Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> So Ella, you had a list of questions, right?
1: Yeah, but they kind of you know went into this goat story. <laughs> Why does it always end with a goat story? It always. i i
0: Thank you for clarifying all of that because I went through, well, of course. You know.
2: Well, the the idea is, uh, uh, you know, even though you had a, you know, a, a very probably dramatic and unpleasant experience. Right. right it thing,
0: was my goat bud.
2: That. But it was your goat bud. Look yeah, at you now. That's they, true. You. <laughs> you needed that. That's. Uh, and uh, nobody can actually uh, presume. To make such a judgment call as to uh, uh, either encourage or dissuade uh, another individual from what is obviously... Uh, a goat their... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, hey, Edward, why <laughs> do you keep kissing that goat by I'm like, leave me alone, it's my life. <laughs> Let
1: you can't go- tell me what to do. Huh?
0: <laughs> Let the
2: goat approach
0: you. Don't approach the goat. Freedom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Freedom. <laughs>
0: what? The, yeah. the freedom to kiss a goat because I have to because I took
1: a oath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um. I, I, I'm actually quite. Oh, I had so many questions, but oh, good. We, yeah, get lost in the in the goat part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, my I think
3: the spell that, think, has
1: worked. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, really um, it's really interesting because we've talked a lot on, on Stooping Starlight, and, and, and we talked a lot on the Women and Force and Fire about uh, about the, the freedom to to interpret a lot, and and, and the freedom to um, to have, and I, I guess it this comes back to my first sort of question-ish, um, in, in the whole putting agency into, uh, into members of the OTO, but also of cultists in general, um, and, and how we, you know, uh, how we avoid becoming so dogmatic that we take away the agency of our, you know, our fellow magicians, or, you know, uh, and I think that that happens a lot when you start growing as an organization and growing as a community, uh, and, and then, all of a sudden, we have to sort of and and i be, i i i I am a stick I have Mercury and Virgo. I love order um and and strict rules but what what we tend to sort of get lost in is that the Limic community is so uh so volatile because we are all these individual stars you know right. sort of colliding um so <laughs> how, how do you, not with goats. Um, so how do we keep, how do we keep this agency moving? Even though we're growing as an organization, how do we encourage people to, you know, play as much as possible?
2: Oh well, you just do.
0: You just did.
1: You just you just
2: yeah. <laughs> um, and it's never going to uh, where two people get together. You've you've got already got a schism. Hmm. Yeah and yeah. so uh, and uh, uh with with Salima, uh if there's ten thousand people in the organization you've got a schism of ten thousand and uh the 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 thing that uh, each each individual should uh, uh just just keep in mind uh even though there you may uh, agree ninety percent uh with one uh, with another person's uh, uh view of things and uh another you you may agree only uh, in one percent okay the the one percent that uh uh you have in common that you both think that uh the for the time being this organization is uh uh part of uh your process and uh uh, I like order too. I got Moon in Virgo, so I'm really, really organized uh, half the time. So I'm
0: <laughs> in Virgo myself.
2: Just so, <laughs> uh, and I, uh, uh, I re- I re- early on in the the life of the order as as uh, reborn uh, in the uh, '70s. Uh, there was a real real uh tendency to completely discard uh crowley's uh uh seemingly archaic uh, uh connection with uh uh or structure of the o t o based on mm-hmm. its on its masonic roots and uh uh complete with oaths and and, and dramatic ritual and claptrap that accompanies uh uh, Masonic initiations and uh, and just sort of make it a freewheeling uh Alistair Crowley fan club. And uh, the magical mystical tour. Yeah. Now magical mystery believe me, you're on a magical mystery tour, no matter <laughs> no matter how disciplined your uh, uh, the, the the structure uh that uh, you at least temporarily are involving yourself in it 's going to be wild and crazy and it's going to be all yours so the uh but there's a a caution very very early on or at least advice that you 're given early on, just reminding you that that uh, uh, the 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 vehicle of uh of liberation uh Requires a certain amount of of structural uh, discipline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, and it's uh, you know you you can't really uh, uh, even though walking gives you a certain amount of mobility and and freedom to to move as you will on the face of the earth, uh, your muscles have to be disciplined enough to put one foot in front of another
1: yeah yeah
2: okay so it's a paradox
1: yeah
2: and and we're reminded of this paradox uh uh early on mm. and and we're r- reminded that uh you know that the rules of the organization are strict well you know the rules of this particular organization <laughs> I'm sorry. There's people that really want them to be a whole lot stricter, uh, uh, but in a sense, it makes you think uh, about that.
1: And uh, so, I I, I guess I just i I think I'm I'm from the I'm sort of in between. Again, I think it has to do with with at what point I came into the OTO and came into the Thelema community, which was in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s, where there was a a huge shift from, especially in Europe, from, you know, quite, um, how do you say this, rogue (laughs) <laughs> yeah right rogue order activity into something that that was more structured and i think i i guess i have i have a craving for structure and i have a craving i mean, I mean i'm one of my big focuses is, is is the egc and i uh and i love that but sometimes i'm like can't we have nice icn council you know just just please just so we can <laughs> <well>. <laughs> figure out some stuff you know yeah <laughs> everybody sit oh, down and decide what, I, what that's what the, hell, the ecclesia Catholica
0: agnostica for people who are keeping score um poke runyon explained all that in episode 20 anyway moving along
1: <laughs> but I, but 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 also scared of of by having that structure losing that losing that agency because you know yes the party days might be over but the party days were also the most productive days we had so. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that again is a sort of a paradox. Yeah,
0: and it kind of <laughs> happened with Christianity it. before uh,
2: the Nicene yeah. Council, but. Yeah. yeah, the and uh, uh, I'm Constance and I, uh, you know, when we go to to meetings and stuff, we we really have a uh, a, a pretty f- firm uh, point of view on. Um, um, the the mass. Let's just Ooh. use the mass as a as a, uh, a formula of uh, that expresses the central uh, magic of the OTO Ooh. and uh, and so uh, about half of what moves forward at uh, at big meetings. Uh, is uh in harmony with our point of view, and about half is not particularly completely satisfactory from our point of view. The point is uh, uh when we celebrate mass it's our point of view that is <laughs> that is expressed one hundred percent of the time okay yeah and we've also um, uh and it doesn't conflict in in uh, any way, shape, or form with uh, uh, what is uh, outlined in Libra fifteen, which is Crowley's uh, mass and and uh, so in a, in a sense, it is all uh, a matter of our personal understanding of the magic as we are executing it. Yeah. Yeah. And um uh the uh, the fact that uh for a period of uh, gee I joined in 1975 and there wasn't really an organization. Mm-mm. In 1975 there was just uh Phyllis and Grady and Helen mm-hmm. Parson Smith mm-hmm. and uh and uh, that was that was Pretty much it for a couple of years, and uh, uh, so we saw the organization uh, uh, form, and then we we uh, saw it spread, spreading internationally. And uh, we see it; it's an organic thing, and sometimes it it grows in a healthy way, and sometimes uh, it doesn't. Uh, the The main focus is my first duty. Uh, is to make sure that I'm growing in a healthy way. Uh, because if I'm batshit crazy, I'm not going to be any good to the organization. So my first magic duty is to, is to myself. And, and I think if everybody would, would try to keep that in mind at least half the time, you'll, you'll, be less frustrated in your uh, uh participation in a in a magical order of uh it's like cats herding <laughs> we're, cats <laughs> we're like cats you know so uh and, and it is a paradox it's it's uh, an organization of people that that have vowed to be uh completely individualistic and so uh It's it's breathtakingly cool and profound in a way, and uh, uh, very frustrating in another.
1: (laughs) But it's beautifully frustrating because out of that frustration, I think it comes. You know, you I get spurred on by the frustration, but that might be Stockholm syndrome. I don't know. (laughs) But
2: I will I will say this uh, that uh, uh, even with all of the uh even with it, all things considered i've never really been more uh optimistic or encouraged or proud of the organization uh uh as a, as a whole and i just may be living in a fool's paradise <laughs> I, I may just be uh you know a complete pollyanna about it but uh Uh, you know, no one has been in the OTO, no living person has been in the OTO longer than I. Mm -hmm. And Constance uh, is number two, just by a couple of months. And so uh, I, at least in my own uh, mind, have the vantage point to make a statement like that. That uh, uh, any organization is going to be imperfect, any organization is going to going to have have trouble. But from what I can imagine, was Crowley's uh, intent for uh, an outer organization responsible for uh, teaching, perpetuating uh the the law of Thelema and being responsible for his his literary uh works and uh, the idea of moving human consciousness in the direction that uh, that uh, you know Thelema would move human consciousness. I think the OTO's doing a fabulous job.
1: Okay, guys, I think we've reached tiredness point here. I'm just going to be away for about five minutes. You keep on um, talking. Okay. Yeah, no okay. problem.
0: I have, um, I have a couple of listener questions. Okay. <laughs> um, what, I have one that's kind of more funny and then one that's maybe a little less funny or maybe not, I don't know. But Wiz Garber, who was, uh, he's been on The Esoteric Nerd twice. The previous episode was uh, one where we interviewed him. He says, do you know any Ipsissimuses? I don't know. (laughs) People of the 10 equals 1 ultimate union walking amongst us. Uh,
2: Not I... uh, Perhaps. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. I'm not not being cagey. I'm being truthful. They haven't revealed themselves. The question is, how would you, and I'm putting this word in quotes, how would you know if you, if you were an Ipsissimus, you wouldn't
0: know it. Hmm. Unless you so, were one of the self-proclaimed then, ones. <laughs> well. There are a couple of those.
2: And it, now, now get out your tree of life diagram here. <laughs> if you knew you were an Ipsissimus, where would you be to know that.
0: Hode? <laughs> oh, a dot. Uh, the
2: yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> there used to be a comedian that went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So,
0: <laughs> so, the other zero, zero.
2: I I don't, I, Maybe. you know, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, the, at least the lawn that you're talking to on the on the phone here is not in any uh, uh, position to judge anyone else's level of consciousness or or initiatory degree.
0: Here, here. Uh, yeah. So the second. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry.
2: Yeah, I was going to say when uh, you know when we wake up, we're, we realize we've all been ipsissimus. Mm. We've all been the ipsissimus all along.
0: Hmm. The, the other question um, excellent video uh, that you made a while back in, on Enokian magic by the way I have uh, a, a gentleman named Chris probably doesn't want me to say his last name and he says what are Lon's thoughts on Paul Foster Case's warning that Enokian is too dangerous and that it causes sickness and disease
2: Oh uh, well I, I have great respect for Paul Case Yes, I, I really do uh And uh, I also know enough kind of about his, you know, his personal uh, uh, career to understand uh, why he would probably, uh, from a very personal and human uh, point of view, why he would be a a bit uh, uh, gun shy about certain aspects of the Golden Dawn, uh, uh, classic Golden Dawn uh, study, mm-hmm. and I could certainly understand that anybody his age and uh, responsible or uh, involved in the personalities of the occult community uh, during the the time that he flourished, why he would not like Alistair Crowley. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, his statement, if uh, if somebody. Yeah, I don't know actually, the exact quote but that uh,
0: that was just yeah. what someone wrote me.
2: Uh I think that's absurd.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Okay. And uh, uh and I think maybe the work that uh was to be and was the focus of Paul Case's uh uh work was uh was such that uh uh he the 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 exploring Enochian work uh w- was not part of his uh uh was not to be part of his talent or his uh uh point of interest and uh, he probably observed people that uh uh got into it on one level or another and he, he observed that that uh, their careers didn't go so good and perhaps he jumped to conclusions uh, and blamed it on on uh, a magical practice that he had an imperfect right. understanding of
0: that old causation versus correlation thing. yeah
2: yeah but uh uh, uh look at the other cool stuff that case it's case true. did, in did man, and focus on that and yeah. just uh, don't let that uh cloud your view that he was omniscient on everything
0: <laughs> Well, he and Crowley both did yoga, both were poets, both were full initiates of, you know, the Golden Dawn, they have a lot in common, in a way it's the narcissism of small differences that, you know, would cause cause the two schools to have anything but nice things to say about the other.
2: Right, I wish I would have said that, instead of you, that was just, <laughs> that was just
0: perfect. Oh, yeah. thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. I agree. Are you there um sir?
1: I'm here now yes. Oh
0: good. How are the how are the little ones are they unconscious? They yes.
1: they are, they're they are tired. Oh. Um I just I just have have one more um because you mentioned um you talked about constants and things. Well and and obviously the the movement in in China being uh, a lot about sisters and this is my special interest obviously. Um how do you think that um the future because in um, when I was at the Women of Force and Fire conference, um, there were so many there who were past masters or current body masters, very involved in in occultism and, I mean, in other factions, so to speak, in other, in you know, in other areas. There's obviously a lot of a lot of women involved. What, what do you think is the future of women? Not in just in Thelema but in occultism in general. Do you think we're growing um, and 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 coming to some sort of like um i guess point of explosion of women within w- within the uh within the occult community uh, well,
2: I well i i really see the pendulum swing so far uh uh back from the previous male sort of dominated mm-hmm. uh, uh aspect of occultism uh well i i see it happening uh, right now, even though that uh we still see a lot of uh uh interest in the occult coming from uh uh more or less the uh, consciousness of teenage boys living in their mother's basements
1: mm, yeah well. uh, uh,
2: to uh, uh very strong re- recognition of the uh the Fundamental concept of of all magic and, and or mysticism or spiritual practices, uh, as uh, uh, from the female point of view, the mm. point is if you look look around at what's happening uh, universally with human consciousness, uh, we are becoming less and less polarized. Uh, mm. Uh, uh as far as gender identities yeah. and uh and uh, probably more or less uh actually nailed this when uh when he says well look uh, we're obviously in the age of a child you know the, the there's no uh, the uh we we are blurring the distinctions between mm-hmm. uh, uh between uh genders and which is just absolutely uh uh understandable actually absolutely healthy uh mm. from uh, uh from that point of view uh organiz- organizationally uh an organization has to uh run on uh intelligently organized hard
3: Ooh,
2: yeah. hard work Mm. And uh, that is not something that is characteristic in most males. <laughs> you
1: said it, not me. <laughs> Yeah.
0: So I use the clip on your podcast, though.
1: We, uh-huh. if you ra- we've got,
0: raise it an octave, though.
2: <laughs> you know, we've got a lot of you know good qualities. I can't think of any yet but the, we do have a lot of good qualities and you look
1: good in red velvet you know and we look <laughs> so cool
2: you know yeah uh but actually to get us to set up mass and to tear it down and to uh, uh actually uh organize and and intelligently uh teach uh i tell you the boys can't do it by themselves. Okay, uh, you know, as much as they would want to try and huff and puff and and uh, and have you go make coffee for us, that's not happening anymore. Like that, <laughs> and and if it does, they uh, we're getting busted really fast, <laughs> and that yeah. that's a real good uh, that's a real good thing. But uh,
1: know, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, I I, I I like the Crowley because I wrote um, currently writing in the Swedish uh, OTO official magazine, um, is, which is called Women Without Tears, and it's about it's about first the, my first was about Crowley and how he wrote about women and gender and and, and just how he says that this you know he, not even he knows where it's going, not even he knows you know how far it's going to uh, to to evolve. Uh, and, and that he's only touching on it, you know, in his, in, in Debra Allen, et cetera, that, mm-hmm. that he, he can't even understand or perceive where gender is going, where female, and, and, and I guess the frustrating thing seeing is that sometimes Crowley gets interpreted as this binary person who's like, it's white and it's black, it's male and right. it's female, when in fact it's the union between these two, you know, it's the, right. the mystical marriage of these two that is the that is the child and is what we're, that that's the true transcendence it's not realizing that there's male and female and etc and you know circle and, right, you know, right. and cup and stuff but it's the but it's the actions that they take together and how that and that transcendence and i think I really hope and I really feel like there's a movement that is more and more building on that and saying, well, we're not actually just looking for men and women doing mass, but we're looking for the product of the mass. We're looking for... Absolutely. And in ourselves. And that's, you know, after the really you,
2: okay, uh, Mm -hmm. at that portion of the mystic marriage, the mass, when the... the, uh, particle has dropped into the cup and the priest and priestess uh, uh, say that marvelous word, really you, which uh, is where they, the priest and priestess in a, in a real sense, in the truest magical sense have dissolved into ecstasy at that moment. There is no priest left after that moment. There is no priestess left at that moment. The priest and priestess incarnate at the child, as the child at that moment. Yeah. And that child incarnates in the the elements of the Eucharist, yeah. and it's that child that we eat. Yeah, J- just like the Christian uh, uh, crazy people on YouTube say they
1: eat babies. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yes, we and they're and taste yes. the cinnamon and stuff. <laughs> yes, uh,
2: and um, uh, you know when you when you take that communion. Okay that's the object of your operation is the is the elements of the communication if you went into a gnostic mass as a member of the congregation and you wanted to use that that ninth degree magic to affect uh, a change in your life uh, whatever that change is whatever the object of your operation is you incarnate that intent into that into that host and why and then you eat it, you make it part of yourself, you incarnate it yourself, you become pregnant with it yourself mm. and uh uh and if you still think that there's a priest standing there, if you still think that there's a priestess sitting there at uh, the conclusion of of mass, then you've missed it. You haven't incarnated the baby into the into the host, and why? that's the way things are with the entire with the entire aeon this is the, the entire fundamental structure of consciousness now is the disillusion of those poles in ecstasy and the creation of of the uh, uh and con- consummation of the of the child and I think it's a it's uh, not premature for people that consider themselves Thelemites and aligned with this new formula. I do not believe it's premature for us now to be looking forward to the next formula of Ma'at and Ooh. that we've moved from from uh, uh, goddess to god, to child, to justice, to readjustment, to balance. Okay. The, as we all know, the child is, is very unpredictable, wild and crazy, beautiful but cruel and violent.
1: Mm, that's really interesting.
2: But for us that have already got it, Okay, we get it. What's the next step? Mm. And we take that next step from where we're standing right now. So our job as an age of Osiris person is to, of course, get to the platform of us realizing that the formula is that of the child. Mm. But now our job is the child. Is to see what it takes to achieve
1: this rebalance. Oh gosh, does does that mean we have to like go to college and get jobs and stuff? <laughs> Spiritually, of course. Sorry. Right.
2: <laughs> Maybe, but if you're already in college, it might mean that you should uh, uh, pick up your guitar and and uh, hit hit the road.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I I yeah. I'd rather hang with Jack and Alan than, you know Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think that's that's so encouraging to hear as well because I, I guess I I get a feeling a lot, and not just in, in OTO but in the thalemic community, in our cult community, that there's a lot of water treading when I get you know and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in this. Um that it feels like it's Ah, oh, it's like syrup sometimes and just want to get on and get out of you know explore and and this this sort of um uh, pushing feeling you know something is urgent something is happening something's going on and that i guess that's the part of the child but it's, it's wanting to you know to to explore further what's going to happen and what's coming next and and i think again that that I guess it's the whole agency thing that I'm scared that because we get so caught up in ones and, and tools and, and, you know, whoever has the most books when he dies, wins and all that.
3: Yeah. (laughs)
1: that, That we, um, that we forget what this is all about and what the whole Aeon thing is about.
2: Right. Well, always keep in mind that, that, uh, it's an order of one and that's you. Okay. The, uh uh we have our fellowship with other people love uh, uh approximate like mine and uh uh we have certain uh things that we that we hold uh, uh precious and and dear but when it, when it comes right down to it it's just you the we tell new minervals in the oto look the oto now that you're in the oto the oto has changed it's changed forever and it's it's you it's yours okay and uh uh if you if you see anybody uh, uh uh screwing up uh you know that's them screwing up okay it's now your order what are you going to what are you going to do uh, what are you going to do about it, it? yeah <laughs> it Absolutely, absolutely, and um, I did a. Uh, I gave a talk at one of the national OTO conferences uh, a few years ago, and the title of it is "The OTO is a Fu organization," <laughs> and that when in doubt when uh when in doubt da- if you feel anybody that ha- has has crossed the line if someone is asking you uh, uh, uh to do something that is just uh, uh, if anyone presumes to suggest that you that you uh, uh, violate the prime directive of there is no law beyond do what thou wilt. If you think anybody, no matter what their position in any organization, or whatever, if they're your so-called superior, in a, uh, even in the structure of the organization, if they would presume to have you violate the prime directive, it's not you that's violating the prime directive, it's them. And then, and that gives you total permission. As indeed, it's your duty, your loving duty as a sister in the in the fellowship here, to lovingly look them in the eye and say, "You." That, and, that's 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 fighting talk. <laughs> well, I tell you, even if you're wrong. You've done the right thing. Okay. Uh, my teacher, Phyllis Phyllis Seckler. Okay. I love her dearly. Uh she's a she's a, a venerable person in, in philemic history. Uh, but she was a human being too, okay. And uh yeah, in a sense Grady Grady McMurtry was my uh uh my, my link to OTO, uh, he had, as far as I'm concerned, the, uh, the, the correct, for law in anyway, the correct magical link to OTO. And for me, Phyllis was my, what I considered, my correct link to, uh, to AA. And uh, I'm happy that these two people are, uh, I consider, my parents. In Salima. Uh but Grady uh, obviously was not a, a total perfect individual and and uh I I had to, there's there were occasions that I had to uh say the the f-word <laughs> with him and th- there came a time when 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 Phyllis actually uh uh Presumed to give me the AA, what she called the AA duty, to meditate until I agreed with her on something. <laughs> and that's when I, with all loving.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, so I said, you know, I'm not even going to apologize for saying this, you know? I, no, no, even if you're totally right, you know, ah, uh, no, ah, uh-uh, no, wrong. And 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 in a sense, we uh, she didn't kick me out, and I didn't quit or anything else. But I tell you, I never. <laughs> that's that's the last time I I uh, you know uh, let her review my diary. <laughs> oh my God.
1: You know, that's that's perfect parenting advice, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that to my kids, and yeah, but I want you to go and meditate until you agree with me. And I'm gonna say that to all my employees as well. I want you to go and meditate in the lunch room until you agree with me. I
2: said,
1: Phyllis yeah, knew what she was talking I, about.
2: I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, I think I I have just yeah, whatever. <laughs> but but I hope you, you at least get kind of the spirit of what I what what I'm yeah. saying. I'm not disrespecting either of those people. I'm not disrespecting the OTO. Yeah. No.
0: When you uh, work with someone for a long time, you have those days. I've said F you to all of my teachers at least once.
2: Yes. And uh they should be happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that in uh, what, maybe did. not in those
0: exact words, but in so sometimes in those words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Other times a little more politely, but <laughs>
1: So. I've never called anyone to fuck off. Maybe I should start. <laughs> well, it's uh, it, it's so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get phone calls now, Lon. I can't <laughs> fucking hell, dog, Lon! You can't keep on doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah, didn't did start with Crowley saying fuck off? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Martin Luther nailing his feces yep. to, to do it, you know. Uh, that was a fuck off, Yeah,
0: too, yeah. Jesus knocking over the money changers. That, that was a, bit was a, of a fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> yeah. Right. Moses and the Pharaoh, you can go all the way yeah.
2: back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a long and, and vener- venerable history, Jesus.
0: <laughs> a fuck off-free. <Yes. laughs> I think Buddha said fuck off once or twice. Yeah. In a different
2: oh, Sanskrit. Maybe, maybe we should start the OFO
0: <laughs> Order of the fuck off
2: <laughs> Oh,
0: fuck off <laughs> Well, thank you so much I, I'm a little paranoid that it's not going to record If I try to shoot for like too much more time um, Do you want to Do you, either of you have something in mind Before we wrap up? that you want to ask or do you want to mention or you want to plug? Are you, anything coming up?
2: Well, uh, first of all, I've got uh, a couple of books coming up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, my, my Chinese, um, uh, my Chinese lectures are, are being turned into a, a, a book, a second, a nice. chicken Kabbalah part two. Cool. Uh, okay. uh right. which will actually be exercises and, uh, and a three degree initiation, uh, uh a uh, series of init- of in- Kabbalistic initiations uh, designed to uh, permanently install the Hebrew alphabet in your DNA. <laughs> uh, oh, that sounds epic. <laughs> and uh, each of those degrees is accompanied by uh, uh, you know program of uh, uh, little meditations, exercises, and stuff using colors and music and things like that. Uh, so that's uh that's coming up. I should have uh have that completed and in the can uh by the end of summer. And uh then uh, Wiser is celebrating their 60th anniversary in September in New York and uh they are reissuing the Crowley's uh Book of Thoth in the the facsimile hardbound edition and um uh, uh, I've got a little introduction to uh, to that, and they're re-issuing uh, in second edition uh, my understanding, Alistair Crowley's Tarot, and hopefully people will bundle those together. And so I'll be speaking in New York City on the 22nd of September, and on the 23rd of September, I have a show at Cafe Vivaldi in Greenwich Village, uh, which is my favorite little uh, 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 village uh, uh, listen, listening room. Uh, Woody Allen shoots movies there. It's a famous little place, and I love it. It's my favorite place. And uh, uh, chances are, I may be coming to Europe in uh, uh, in October, and then I go back to I go back to China uh, earlier in September. And uh, then there's oh, well, I'm doing some traveling, and uh, Constance will be to happy have to have, have me, me out of the October. house.
1: What's that? I'll have to catch you if you're in Europe.
2: Yes, I'll probably um, uh, uh, either uh, either in Oslo or um, don't know. Uh, it'll be either be Oslo or Gothenburg, I think. Uh, if in
1: Scandinavia. Well, Gothenburg is only a quick, quick train ride away. So make it that. Make it so. Okay. All right. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll call the sisters and brothers up there and say you owe me one. Yeah, we for them last time. So, so it'll probably be October when, I, when I'll be able to do that. Uh, so
0: we, real quick, we um, there might be one or two people who don't know what you mean by show. I in previous episodes, I've played for people, uh, God for an hour, and I, outside the box. And another one, but I, I was wondering if you would mind if I close this episode with one of your songs, and if you would like to pick which one. I was going to do "Drunk in the Car," but it's a little controversial. We might lose a few people with that one.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that yes, uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. How about "Last Night I Dreamed of Dead People"?
0: Okay, yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. And Ella, do you have anything um before we, we close out, did you have any more questions or anything coming up for you?
1: No, all good. Um the nope, nope, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well <laughs> thank you so
0: much for being our guest once again, Lon.
1: What you oh. bet?
0: You bet? And I look yeah, forward thanks to for having me on. Absolutely. I look forward to the next time I come down on a Monday.
1: Okay. <sighs> You're so lucky.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It's cool here in California. Yeah.
1: La, la, land. <laughs> la. La, la, la. But at la, least la, you la, don't land.
0: have Trump for a president up there, so.
1: <laughs> no, this is this is true. This is very, very true. Yeah. Free health care, all that, you know. Oh,
2: well, when I come to Sweden, let me get my teeth fixed, okay? <laughs> if we let you in, you know. If they let me in, Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried they're going, not going to let me out.
1: Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm like, no, don't leave, don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: No, well, thank you so much. And uh, what do what do I? I'm again. I'm pretty. I'm old, old Aeon. So I, it, it sounds awkward saying love is the law. But I, I. So how do you close something? Oh, that's good enough. Okay. Uh, do what thou well, wilt shall be the whole of the law.
2: Love is the law. The love
0: law will. The law. 93's Frater and Saurer. Thank, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great night.
1: Thanks. You too. Bye.
0: Thank you, Lon Milo Duquette, for being our guest tonight, and thank you, Ella Jensen, for being our co-host. Ingela, did I get it right? Thank you to Solus Invictus, who you might remember from episode 65, for the Yeti microphone that I'm using right now. Thank you to Susumu Ueda and his father and the other monks at Jofuku In Temple on Mount Koyasan for the music you're hearing right now. Thank you to identical twins Camille and Kennerly, who play the harp intro and outro to the interviews themselves. Thank you to Israeli Sesame Street, for the intro to the segment Aleph, Bet, Vet, Gimel, Hey! as well as to Jonathan Goldman for the track Holy Harmony, which plays in the background of that segment. Thank you to Olivia Newton-John for the track Magic from Xanadu. And thank you to you, the esoteric nerd listening to this podcast. As mentioned in the episode, we will be closing with Lon Milo Duquette's track Last Night I Dreamed of Dead People. Until next time, good night.
3: Last night I dreamed of dead people. My father and my mom. They met me Had a strange hotel They'd come To take Me home My suitcase Was In disarray My Packing far From dawn A cab driver Sat patiently And let His meter run I said I cannot go with you I've business left undone I've checked to cash and debts to pay before i leave this town my mother wailed you foolish boy your ledger's closed and on the cab driver And let his meter run shouted angrily get in that cab and go then lightning flashed across the sky a mighty wind did blow then all dead Assembled all around there, and every. To the cab driver Just let the Meet